Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Was Business, Australia's only live streaming business and markets channel. Great to have your company between now and 1 p.m. We always kick off the afternoon here on Ausbiz with the call, 10 stocks you suggest analysed by two experts. And we're absolutely delighted to have Francesco Destratus from uh, Ords with us today. Francesco, good to see you. David, good to see you as well. Mate. Uh, big week ahead. Uh, lots of yeah, earnings coming out. Yeah, Cracker. Yeah, it's, uh, it'll be interesting times. But, you know, the ones so far, we've had a few companies yeah. report so far. They've been reasonable. There hasn't been a couple of uh, confessions leading into it, but nothing yeah. major. Yeah. yeah, that's good, isn't it? David Novak from Wealthwise Education. David, good to see you. You too, thank you. Um, are you confident about the, the earnings season? Uh, quietly, but I, you know, I think, yeah, look, I, I can't, you can't be overconfident right no. now. No, that's no. That's for sure. Yeah, yeah. And so cautiously com- confident. Yeah. Oh, good. That's all right. Um, because some of them, uh, everyone's analysing if they make big bucks, it is, uh, are you going to give JobKeeper back? Uh, it's a big question from, from a community point of view. So. And it depends which sector you're talking about as yeah. well. I'm very confident in the resource sector. Right. The results there are going to be stunning. There's yeah. no mm-hmm. doubt about that. Retail? Retail, well, they've been great, but going forward, I have my question mark about that. Yeah, uh, yeah a bit of demand's been brought forward because of COVID. So, yeah, you know, yeah, maybe yeah. at the back end of it, it might maybe tail at off at the, mm. at, um, you know, over the next six months. Maybe. Yeah. Nick Scarling, those kind of companies, are, you know, I mean, how many sofas can you buy? Yeah, really? yeah, yeah. Because they do last a long while, yeah. don't they? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it depends on whose household you're talking yeah. <laughs> Exactly. All right, let's get stuck into it. Um, before we get into... Uh, your 10 stocks, I always choose one um, that is of interest. And um, look, this could be heresy. Uh, I've just uh, got to ask the guys about Magellan Financial Group, uh, the big funds management group, the rock stars of funds management in Australia. Last week, it reported a slight dip in its funds under management in January, despite seeing inflows. Uh, the share price hasn't performed recently. Is the rock star losing its luster? Is Magellan just too big to perform? Uh, we've seen it in the past. You, you could argue Platinum went through a, a similar sort of stage and you go right back to Equity Link back in the, the old days. Uh, Francesco, what do you think yeah. of uh, Magellan? Because it is a rock star it of is. funds management. Everyone yeah. goes, oh, if you want, want to invest in the sector, yeah. you only do Magellan. But, but I think like all rock stars, they, they have their peaks. Yeah, their troughs. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, so so look, I, I, you know, like you mentioned, Platinum were the yep. pop rock stars. You know, yep. tw- fifteen years ago, maybe. Um, yep. I, I think you know, maybe a little bit of gloss has come off. So a bit of underperformance in yep. their funds. Um, they're still getting some inflows and quality inflows, but there's always going to be a lag to that as well. Yeah. Um, it'll be interesting to see how they perform over the next six to 12 months yeah. uh, because uh, we might when, see... When, Wednesday results out, I think. Wednesday results, but it's more the performance of their underlying funds because that's where yeah. they get 
the, the inflows. Yeah. Um, and if, if they have a period of time where they're underperforming, um, you'll, you know, those inflows will start to be more outflows, I yeah. think. Um, but I'm not suggesting they're going to be like that. Um, they have had, you know, every fund manager has their day in the sun. Um, they've had theirs. Is this coming to an end? I don't know. Our analysts have still got to buy on the stock. Uh, I wouldn't be still overly do. excited about that buy okay. recommendation myself. Um, on, on evaluation, you know, looking at PEs and dividends and that, they're still reasonably sound. Um, right. So I'm not, not too... Um, you know, scared by sort of high PEs and, and low dividend right. yields. So, the, so that's fairly sound. Uh, but I wouldn't expect a huge amount more out of the share price. So, um, look, you know, is it is it um, um, all over for Magellan? I don't think so. Right. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see over the next six to 12 months how they perform. Okay. All right. David? Well, interesting. Um, this one, Magellan and CSL, it's all driven exactly correlated to the the rally in the Aussie dollar. Right, okay. At the end of October, if you look at both stocks, right. they've both sharply fallen because of the strong Aussie dollar. Right. So the Aussie's gone from 70 cents at the end of October to a high of, of what, even 79, I think it was. Yep. So if you look at that chart, like you see there, that downtrend, but that's exactly the same with CSL as well, from right. that peak there, which was yep. at the end of October. That's completely correlated to the Aussie dollar rally. Okay. So I'm not adverse to Magellan. You've just got to take a view on how much higher the Aussie dollar is going to go. Hang on. So, so you're saying Magellan share price mirrors the Aussie dollar? Totally. 100%. Same as CSL. Why? Because they have overseas earnings. Yeah, yeah. Overseas a, lot, earnings. a lot of their investments are offshore. Right. So, okay. yeah. so when you've okay. got a rally of what, over 11 12% in the, in the Aussie, right. that reduces your returns from overseas. Right. So when the dollar drops... Then you start to get into Magellan because that will be reflected in it. Correct and right. CSL. Right. That that's it, it's a hundred percent correlation. Right. To the to what's going and it makes sense because they most of the earnings come in from international. Okay. To shares so that's that's what you know the, so I'm not writing off Magellan or Douglas Hamish you know they, I mean they you know these guys have you know he's they they've got a proven track record here. Um, Funds the, performance. Yeah, the the, the perform it's it's huge. if you look at the return on equity, it looks you know it's been now of the actual funds performance of the actual funds. Yeah, they've been pretty good constant over the last twenty years. That's he's been. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah, but I'm saying in recent in recent times. Well, you know, we'd have to have a look and see what their latest is going to be. But now, a fund manager put to me a, a competitor. Well, if you say, look at the, everyone yeah. wants to shoot him down, saying. Okay, when you've got billions to invest, it really cuts down the number of stocks you can invest. It does, in. but when you invest, most of their investments are international, so there's a right. broad, you know, a sure. very large choice that they can make. Uh, but you know, obviously, that creates a lot more work too. Yep. Um, but but when it comes down to it, most of their funds are invested offshore. They're they're, they're an international fund manager. Yeah. Um, so you know, David's right. You know, the, the currency is going to impact upon it. But if you look at those January numbers, you, you had net inflows. Um, uh, forget the numbers now. Two twenty uh, or something. I think whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Um, net inflows, but then. Um, you know, if you if you equate that on where the funds were, the performance was down. I think a couple of hundred mil. Right. 
So that's okay. starting to see some negative performance. Um, and, and yeah, okay. like we say, over the last 10 odd years, oh, it's been, been fantastic. fantastic. But, yeah, um, yeah. You know, um, yeah, rock star status only stands, okay. yeah, stays as long as you can write the still best. Still a buy from Ords? Yeah, we've still got a buy, but I no, wouldn't that, get over oh, it. I, I would wait. I would wait. I'd, so I you hold, got a hold on. Yeah, a hold on right. it, but I'd be watching the currency because that's, to me, the indicator for um, a turnaround in, the, in Magellan. Okay, all so, right. And CSL as well. Terrific. All right. Yeah, CSL, I'm, a fund manager said to me, if you can ever buy CSL under 300, just buy it up and up to your limit, so keep it in proportion. But it's just stuck in the under 280, isn't it, yeah, at the moment? Yeah, the currency again. Yeah, yeah I, think, great I think it's business. great business. You know, it's got to pump out all the vaccine. Yeah. And, and, <laughs> well, uh, the beauty of their business is they convert something like 20% of research in, into actual production and, yeah. and revenue. Yeah. Um, now, and that's partly because, you know, they leave it up to a lot of these underlings and some of these small biotech companies that are, right. you know, developing the drugs and then they, they either, you know, buy it off them or buy the company. So. Yeah. Um, so they're getting them in more advanced stages, but um, yeah, they're very good at converting their research and development into production. Okay, all right. Okay, um, that's um, a really good discussion on, on Magellan there, as we said, the, the rockstar fund manager here in Australia. Uh, let's get into the stocks you want us to take a look at. And David Will wants a view on the, uh, on the Commonwealth Bank, gonna be reporting Wednesday. Um, all of the banks have had Big surges in share price over the last month or so. I noticed Goldman Sachs has sort of gone against the, the trend, saying that they expect uh, cash earnings from continuing operations to be down 15% on the corresponding period. They've sort of gone a, a bit against consensus there. What do you think? Uh, look, I would probably lean towards Goldman Sachs' view, yeah. actually. I, okay. I think, look, with uh, it, there's a number of things here. It's going to be interesting when they report, you know. Um, APRA's obviously lifted their uh, ceiling on the payout ratio of 50%. Yep. So you'd expect that, I, I would expect CBA to pay out 70% at least of their profit. Um, you know, the question is going forward, you know, I mean, there's obviously been strong housing growth and lending in the housing market fueled by, I mean, look, how much lower can you cut rates when it's down to 0.1? Yeah. Uh, I don't even understand getting down to that low, but there you go. Anyway, and uh, it's on a very high multiple of 21 times. That's the highest PE multiple that CBA's ever been on. The average mm. has been just under 14, 13.9 times. So look, it's come well, back so up. So it's almost 50% above its average EPS at the a moment. Absolutely, yeah. that's right. Mm. And um, so, you know, th there's definitely going to be back uh, some right back of provisions, bad debt provisions. Because they over-provision, so they'll get all of the dollars out of the logs and... Yeah. Whether they pay out a special div or not, who knows, you know? Yeah. Um, but look, the stock is already really rallied. And last week, yeah. it was up 7%. Yeah. So how much more upside do you want? You know, are you taking the risk in? Look, and it's driven by traders. Like, I've been around long enough to know what's driven this over the past week are traders yeah. leading into the result. Now, if yeah. there's any disappointment, watch out below. But you yeah. know, if you look at the consensus of brokers out there, they've got an average price target of seventy six dollars fifty. That's ah. the average. The highest target price is eighty two dollars fifty by and it's Citigroup. It's at eighty nine now. It's at eighty nine. Mm. So you know, there's a okay. huge amount of optimism baked into the share price here on CBA. And yes, okay, you know, lending growth is is going up again. I don't know if that's a good or bad thing. I've seen real estate prices 
you know, moving up higher. Geez, you know, look out, bond yields are moving higher internationally in the US. Um, I would not be confident at all buying CBA up here. In fact, I'd consider taking profits maybe even okay. before the results, depending on where you got in. But um, or hold, but definitely not a buy for me. Okay. Uh, we're on hold. Um, you know, I'm with David on that. You know, I think it's um, really you know, share price has shot past any yep. you know realistic, even expensive valuations at 22 and a, we've got it on 22 and a half times for FY21. Um, and you know a little bit of growth next year puts it on a, a twenty times, but it's still significantly higher. Like you yeah. say, fifty percent above its you know historical PEs. Um, you know the dividend yield. You know whilst it's attractive, grossed up around five five and a half percent. You know you can look at the other banks, and I, I, I think you know our preference would be to be owning an AB at the moment, or right. you know buying an AB. But even even the other banks, you know I'm just. At these prices, and through the reporting season, I'm reluctant to be sort of buying them. Um, Any I'll, of them? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, holding them's okay. You know, someone might have, yeah. have them in their self-managed super fund. They've held them for years. Yeah. You know, you wouldn't be selling them out, out, particularly leading into some some dividends. But would I be buying them, or would I wait post results? I'd probably wait post results. Right. Okay. And see where the landscape lies then. All right. Uh, same with the regionals. Yeah, same with the regionals. I, yeah. I, yeah, look, well, I, it, to me, unless you're really confident in um, in you know, real estate growth and growth in lending, um, I wouldn't be owning the regionals too much anyway. Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. So uh, CBA reporting Wednesday. Managing director Matt Common will be on live here on Ausbiz just after he announces the results. Um, Francesco James wants to um, look at another financial group, FSA Group, um, basically in the um, household lending market, yeah. aren't they? Debt so Solutions as well. Debt Solutions. So, so, you know, CBA is the mothership of that sector. This yeah, is one yeah, of the yeah, one, yeah, one, <laughs> I, I did have a look at the market cap. I can't remember the market cap. We don't have a recommendation on it, right. so I'm not okay. about to. But I did have a, a, a close look at it. It looks quite attractive, to be honest with you. Um, you know, they're actually trading around about eight times historical PE. Right. They're buying back shares at the moment too. At, at, at eight times, that's a mm. great time to be buying back yeah. shares, I think. Dividend yields around 5.5%, grossed up to about 8.2%. Um, and I look back a few years, and that seems to be fairly consistent. Um, so it does look attractive from, say, a small cap um, financial services provider. Um, I, I'd probably want to have a look a bit more at it at the qualitative side of things a bit more and sort of look into management and right. what their business models are. Um, but, um, uh, you know, on the on the quant, it looks pretty good. Okay. All right. David? Mm. Yeah, look, it's interesting. This one, uh, their earnings did uh, get impacted by COVID. So, um, you know, their, their um, um, response to dealing with, the, you know, income from bankruptcies actually was down. Um, and uh, lending as well. So they're also in the personal loan mortgage area as well. Yep. Not a big lender, but yep. that uh, provides a steady income. But I'm with Francesco on this one. I think um, it's got some attractive metrics here. Plus they're, they're saying that they're expecting um, you know, business to pick up in this half. And um, they're on a certainly attractive P. Their market cap only small yeah. of 130 million. And a bit illiquid by the look of yeah. that graph too. Or something. Yeah. yeah. Um, and as Francesca said that they're doing a share buyback as well. Um, um, I don't know if I would, you know, the company needs to do that, but they are. 
Yeah. Uh, but nevertheless, at this level, um, look, at, there's a little bit of price weakness here, but accumulate would be, I, I would yeah. not be adverse to accumulating buying this at, at this level. Small quantity because of the liquidity of the, 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 the company in terms of number of shares. Uh, but it looks pretty attractive um, okay. on a yield basis. It's just under six yeah. percent. So, yeah, yeah. Um, and it's not expensive on a, on a price to earnings measurement. And yeah. ex they're expecting a pickup, like I said, this this year, this particularly this yeah. half. Yeah. So, um, I, I think they pay their their income on a quarterly basis too. I, yeah. It's worth having a look at. Oh, yeah, so yeah. you get a little bit more frequency in your cash flow. I think yeah. it was that one I looked at that yeah. um, paid okay. a bit more. All right. So, uh, James, there you go. Really interesting one. A small cap um, in terms of the financial sector, but uh, has really interested both David and Francesco. Um, David Sakina wants a view on Westgold Resources, the exploration development um, gold mine in um, gold miner in Western Australia. Got the Fortnum Gold Project, Rover Project, Megathara, mm -hmm. and Q Gold. Um, what about sixty-five thousand ounces a quarter it produces, and some handy cash flow, positive cash flow as well. Yeah, look, um, in the gold sector as a producer, I mean, I like the fact they've got um, you know four four mines here. They've got a market cap of just under a billion, about nine hundred fifty million, um, and you know, good size amount of cash. I think it's about 168 million yeah. in the bank, no debt. Um, they, their, their recent quarterly report was actually quite good as well. I mean, that showed- You don't um, hear much about them. No, Westgold, no. It's, oh. um, actually, Peter Cook is the CEO and I met him many years ago. This was, um, I forget the name of the company when I met Peter Cook. This was, um, they, they, they demerged uh, de this one, I should say. Right. Can't remember the name of the company, but now he's become the CEO of this company. Used to be um, somebody else who was on the board of, and the other company escapes my name. But look, they had a really good quarterly report here. They their guidance was, um, you know, uh, they they delivered sixty five thousand ounces of gold for the quarter. But the good thing is that they're all all in sustaining costs. That's all the costs coming, you know, in terms of their production, cash costs, etc., depreciation. Came down uh, below guidance, which is a fifteen hundred, fifteen hundred to fifteen seventy was actually just under thirteen hundred. So that was gave them wow. a nice healthy profit margin, yeah. and you know they they also um, uh, got a sale price. I'm just looking at what the the revenue was, what they got. That they got something like twenty. Yeah, um, sorry, I'm just having a look now, but I think it was around. $2,300 in uh, sales in Australian dollars. So, you know, they're making about $1,000 an ounce. You, you know, you extrapolate that. Their guidance is between 270000 to 300000 for the year. So if you take the lower end of guidance and if they maintain, you know, cost below yeah. 13 or th around 1300 you know, you're talking $1,000 an ounce, so $270 million. Yeah. Uh, this is not expensive at all as a gold producer. Yeah. The problem is they've got hedging of about... 186, this is what I look at, the hedge book of these producers. Right. So they've got a hedging, they've reduced their hedging from 186 to 168,000, which is about 7% of their reserves to about $2,083. Now that's spread out over a, a period of time. So it's not too bad. Some right. some hedging like Resolute, they've got it down like 1,671 Aussie. Oh, okay. So that's not too bad. But So their profit margin looks really good to mm. me. The trend of the stock at the moment is not a buy because right. uh, there's a lot of weakness in the gold sector. So if you just look at the share price, yeah. but I'd have this on my watch list. Okay. 
Mm -hmm. um, I think this is a good value proposition mm -hmm. in the gold sector. And, you know, um, yeah, I'm not adverse to this at all and it's not overly expensive. So it's, uh, yeah, okay. it looks good. Yeah, if, you, if you look at its cash flow to, to share price, yeah. Um, and compare it to some of the others that are in that sort of small mid-cap space, uh, they're well undervalued. So yeah. you know, so even if you know there is a bit of a fall in the share in the gold price, um, you know, there's probably a bit of a buffer there for them. Um, you know, they produced two hundred thirty-five thousand ounces last year. Um, their midpoint is two eighty-two thousand ounces. So you can extrapolate that out um, on on the amount of revenue there. Um, but the other thing with the, th the three main mines that they're producing out of, they've got a long line, mine life in them. So there's, there's quite a few years left in this as well. Um, so, yeah, look, we don't have a recommendation on it, unfortunately. Um, another interesting one. Um, I, I you know, look upon it positively, yeah. um, but, but wouldn't sort of, again, I have to sort of have a little bit deeper look in, into what, you know, as, right. as David mentioned, you know, the hedging and, you know, what yeah. prices they're achieving. So um, you'd but, be but watching it. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, definitely. Um, thank you for that, Sakina. We, we get sort of bombarded with uh, gold stocks to have a look at, but this one I don't think has ever come up before uh, here on the call. So I appreciate you sending it in, uh, <coughs> Francesco. Uh, Laura uh, now wants a view on Australian strategic materials. Hasn't been listed uh, for very long. Global supplier of metals, specialty metals, rare earths. <coughs> into this electric vehicle, clean energy, robotics area. Um, share price has been on a bit of a tear. Yes. Um, 80, 84 cents back in August. Um, and they have this Korean subsidiary. Um, take a look at that. Yeah. Um, 84 cents up to $5.12, a Korean subsidiary, which is uh, developing a whole lot of technologies and converting these metals. Yes. So it was a, it, it's, it's come about as a demerger, not an IPO. So That's it's right. come, it came out of Alcane. Yep. Um, and, and it looks like Alcane's just sort of um, focused purely on their gold resources and just spun this out. Yep. And, and if you read uh, the profile of, of um, um, Australian ASM, um, it's, it's you know, got this Dubbo project yep. uh, with zirconium rare earths and couple of other things I've never heard of um, so mm -hmm. I'm, no, yeah. I'm no geologist um, or metallurgist um, but it also has a, a, a pastoralist business tacked on the side of it yeah. so um, I, I, I don't know but I, I, I would hazard a guess that the, the, the pastoral business owns the land and they're grazing on it and they've discovered these rare earths right. um, and they've just packaged it up into one, yeah. one, one entity. Which uh, usually again, rare earths aren't that rare are they? No, but <laughs> it's 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 the uh, whether you can mine them economically is right. the, the, the 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 difficulty, I suppose. Um, but you're right, yeah. Then you know you could probably dig a hole in the backyard and you'll find some of it. So look, I don't know enough about it. We don't have a recommendation. Hasn't been around long enough. Um, you know, I don't even know what their reserves are of what yeah. they have. So um, look, you, I think we need to have a look. To me, it looks a bit confusing, but. I'm just assuming that the pastoralist business owns the land where the, the resources are. Right, That's all okay. I can say. Uh, David? Yeah, look, uh, this is an interesting one because um, I, I did was an owner of Alcane and this got this play, this um, demerger at a, at a dollar. Right. So I sold it at just under six. Right. So oh. um, 
I mean, look, it's got no income. Okay, right. they've only got about twelve and a half million dollars in the bank. Right. You know, so they're burning through the cash. It's got a market cap that's bigger than Alcane now, and right. Alcane's a producer of gold. And right. as Francesco said, that's what they're focusing on. Yeah. And it's got a six hundred and fifty million dollar market cap with no earnings, with twelve twelve and a half mm. million in the bank. It's not right. going to be long before they chew up the cash. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And seek, um, you know, more cash. Yeah, they've got a following though. Oh, certainly. Look, Australian strategic metals, you know, that's a sexy area. The rare earths, yeah. zirconium and all those other critical metals that's for battery. Yeah. You know, it's all swept up in that hype. Yeah, okay? the and electric that's, vehicle, that yeah. sort of thing. Now, I'm not saying it can't go higher, you know. Um, you can hold it. But to me, it's too rich up here. Right. And it's got a bigger market cap than Alcane now. Yeah. So it was a spin-off from Alcane and yet it's, it's now... Bigger than Alcane in its its market, <laughs> which is you know, ironic. <laughs> uh, yeah. You would have a stop loss on this uh, at the previous low just there, which looks like to me it's around you know five dollars. If it closes right. below five dollars or four dollars ninety, uh, then the trend is moving. You know, it, it's moved down here, but if it breaks that that support level, that trough, so bail it, out below five bucks. Yeah, yeah I, that's where I would have or. The lowest level you'd want to go on this uh, to bail out if you really had the gut, the stomach for it was four dollars seventy. You know, right, okay. that's it. If it closes below four seventy, uh, I would be a seller. Right, it's all over. But, all right. uh, but look, it's just too too good to not take the profits on. So Alcane shareholders are extremely happy about this. Oh, I bet they are. Yeah. I bet. <laughs> I bet, are they selling? Release the well, value. I don't know. I, 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 <laughs> that's the thing, that's the thing you'd well, want to look into yeah. if the insiders are starting to sell. Yeah, well, I don't know. You know, that would be interesting. I don't know. You know, I don't have access to the top 20 shareholders, of course, but right. we'll, you know, wait and see. But look, right now, they don't have any earnings, you know, positive earnings. Yeah. I mean, they are producing, but right. there's no positive earnings just yet. And, right. and look, it looks like a good future. It's just the price up here is... You know, too high. Too rich. Okay. Too rich. All right. Thank you for that, uh, Laura. Appreciate you suggesting that. Um, Oliver, uh, David wants a view on Clean Away, the big collection waste management um, group. Um, uh, I think they report Wednesday or Thursday this week as well. Um, mm. Having some management changes coming up shortly too. Vic's moving on, the yeah. managing director. Yeah, yeah, that's but, right. Um, as had pretty good returns over the last couple of years. Uh, well, flat returns, I'd say. Yeah. You know, it's not it's not a growth stock. Yeah. Okay, if you look at their return on equity, it's been sort of like between five and six percent flat right. line for a couple of years at least. Um, yeah, it's got a small dividend yield of just under two percent. Um, look, it, this is not this to me doesn't excite me. It's not a P of thirty three times. It's right. just the share, the share price reflects the sideway movement here. It had a bit of a spike up recently. I'm not a buyer of this. Um, I, yeah. I just think there's better value elsewhere. At, and if it came down to lower levels, um, back down to the lows, which was around $1.75, then I'd look at it right. uh, at a higher yield. But to me, uh, you know, I, I just don't see where the growth is in this company right now. And it, to me, I just treat it like an infrastructure. Okay. You've got just a steady income. It's, it's, it's a, you know, reliable income. I'd say that's the case up here. But look, it's had a really good move up over the past few years, but you can see last couple of years, yeah. and that's reflected in the earnings of Flatline. Right, okay. So it's probably why they're bringing somebody else to see if they can you know, juice it up a bit and get some growth in the company. Yep, Francesco? I disagree. Right. <laughs> um, I look, we've got an accumulator on it. Um, I like the business. Um, I, I see growth 
um, in the industry, so some structural growth yep. in the industry. Um, you know, if Australia's unable to export waste, you, you know, there was a time where we were exporting uh, waste to some Asian countries. Yep. Uh, we can't do that anymore. Um, so there's going to be uh, you know a lot of solutions required uh, in locally um, to to deal with the waste that we have here. Yep. Um, and and clean away is you know one of the biggest. Well, it is the biggest. Um, in Australia, market share-wise, I think the two other competitors, if you join them together, they'd be slightly bigger than than Clean Away. Um, so I think they're in a prime position to take advantage of that. Um, they are working on some projects in Western Sydney uh, for converting waste to energy. Mm. Um, I understand they're progressing mm. quite well. So, so I see some growth in those sort of areas. Um, yes, yeah, I'm sort of a little concerned about you know CEO moving on. He has had some issues uh, recently with um, you know his behaviour, if you like, um, and um, yeah, that sort of put a bit of a you know um, bit of a shock into the share price for mm. a short period of time. But uh, that's all gone quiet. Um, but now he's moving on. But he's in the process of uh, working with the company to make an appointment as well. So uh, hopefully we see a good transition, um, um, a good transition to 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 a new CEO. Um, you know, new CEOs tend to, you know, six, 12 months into their role, write down a few assets yeah, here yeah. and there, which yeah. puts yeah. a bit of, that, that would be my major concern at yeah. the moment. But, um, you know, to, to um, I suppose, disagree with David, I, I, I see growth, more long-term growth structurally okay. in the industry in Australia. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh, recap the, um, uh, the our first five stocks and our stock of the day, which was Magellan. Um, Magellan, a yes from Francesco, a hold from David. Um, CBA at these levels, David would be taking profits at the moment. Um, Francesco is a hold on CBA. FSA Group, um, interesting from both of them, are going to do a bit more work into it. Uh, David would even look at, say, accumulating at, uh, at this particular area while he does a bit more work into the, uh, into the management of it, but looks really interesting. Um, Westgold Resources, uh, both of them are watching it and doing more work into it as well, but a really interesting one to have a look at in that gold sector. It's really fairly priced compared with the rest of the market. A no for on Australian Strategic um, and clean away a no from David and an accumulate from Francesco. Uh, here on the call, we've got our own portfolio. We've been like a fantasy portfolio. We've been tracking since July the 1st, thanks to our partner, NAB Trade. Uh, all the stocks that get two thumbs up from our expert panel go into the portfolio. If they come back up and they don't get um, a, um, a unanimous tick of approval, then they go out again. So let's see how it's performing. For the last week, uh, up 3% for the month, up just under 1%. And since the 1st of July, up 26%. Um, some of the stocks that have been recently added, Calix, uh, Amcor, Harvey Norman, uh, Ophir, High Conviction, JB Hi-Fi, Incidec, Pivot and Telstra. Some of the stocks to be taken out by our expert panels, uh, Hum Group, Ridley Corporation, St Barbara and Qantas. Now, if you want to take a look at all the stocks in the calls portfolio, uh, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Um, coming up this afternoon on the Pulse, Roger Allen uh, AM that has kickstarted a new venture capital fund with a focus on digital health. 
That's from 1.20 right here on Ausbiz. Roger will be joining us live. All right, let's kick into the, uh, the second five stocks. And Francesco, Chris wants a view on Viva Leisure Group, the big um, health club owner, has just completed the acquisition of Pinnacle Health Clubs, adding to the portfolio. Um, I've got a presence right around the country at the moment, operating in 101 uh, locations. Yeah, I think those locations are going to grow significantly over the next 12 to 18 months. And right. our, our analyst has a buy recommendation on the stock, mainly mm-hmm. from that rollout of new new premises. Um, you know, it, it currently uh, trades on about 30 times PE for 2021. Yep. But that, you know, those, those earnings jump significantly um, almost double uh, into 2022, so it trades on about 16 and a half times in 2022. So, so um, do they roll up existing um, gyms, if you like, fitness centres? Yeah, or do they, they start their own. A bit of both. Right. A bit of both. And okay. I think that, uh, some of the rollout is is new stuff. Right. Um, you know, the the brand, the main brand they have is Club Lime. Uh, never right. been to one myself, as you can probably tell. All <laughs> <laughs> um, plus fitness. Um, so they're, they're, you know, they're brands that are recognised yeah, around the country. Yeah, yeah, um, you know, if they, if they can achieve this, this, I suppose, in, you know, in retail land you call it store rollout, but yeah. you call it, let's call it club rollout. Um, then, then, and expect those the, the take up. Then, then they're probably going to achieve some growth, some mm. some good growth. Whether they achieve the numbers that, um, you know, our, our analysts has forecast. Um, but you know, if, if they can achieve say seventy five percent growth in right. EPS rather than one hundred percent, I think still there's some some growth in the share price. For, okay, for hasn't been hasn't listed been listed long. long. No. I might sort of premise that that um, did list the company right. uh, about a year and a half ago. So, okay. yeah, we do have vested interest with the management and so on. Okay. Okay. All right. David? Yeah, look, it's not a buy for me. Um, yeah. I just want to see how uh, the rollout um, translates to the bottom line. Um, you know, it is on, a, as, as Francesca pointed out, a high earnings multiple of 33 times, according to my numbers here. Um, but look, it, it is expanding in that, um, that, that sector, the, the fitness sector. And um, what I'd just like to see the numbers come out over the next six to 12 months. So yep. for me, I wouldn't be chasing the stock. They did a capital raising in November last year. They raised 30 million, obviously planning for this acquisition at $2.90 per share. It's trading above that at the moment at 305. I'd be taking some profits personally if I got in at 290, mm-hmm. I'd just be shaving some off the top here. Because right. uh, the trend has pulled back quite sharply from those highs uh, back in, I'm just having a look at the chart here, whenever it was, yeah, just um, December, mid-December. It was at a high of three dollars fifty. Pulled back to about quickly to about two seventy five, and now right. it's three oh five. Okay. Um, so someone was smart enough and took some money off the table up the top there. Um, but right now, it I, I would just um, put this on the watch list and see how it okay. progresses. Uh, uh, but I wouldn't be rushing into buy right now. Okay. All right. Uh, Dean Ryan wants a um, wants a view, David, on Wes Farmers. Uh, Wes Farmers <laughs> has been. Been described to me as sort of a listed private equity group, uh, basically, because they pretty close buy, <laughs> buy businesses and turn them around, whether it's supermarket, department stores, office supplies, they're in the resource sector, chemicals headquartered in Perth. Uh, been a pretty dependable stock over the years on the uh, on the share market, David. Oh, look at, you know, I mean, uh, pre-COVID, it was trading at 40, it was at 45 and it's 56. Yep. You know, isn't that extraordinary? Yep. You know, it went down to as low as 35. Um, 
Look, most of their earnings, 70% come from, you know, Bunnings is 55% and, yep. and Officeworks is 70% of total revenue. Right. Okay? Then they've had, um, you know, losses with Kmart, you know, and they've written down about 525 million with the Kmart valuation. Uh, but as you said, they've sold off some assets here and there and they've made some money and cashed up. And um, so, you know, they've, they've done some good things. Um, whether I'd be chasing the stock up here, no, I wouldn't. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's on a relatively uh, getting up there in, in the high multiples, as far as I can tell. Um, but but look, if you got it, you'd hold it. Yep. Um, depends when you got in. But look, it's, had a, it's been on the tear since yeah. those March lows. Um, so I'm just thinking, look, I'm a little bit cautious at the moment with the markets overseas. I, I just think there's more downside than upside uh, potential right now. So right. I would not be chasing these hot stocks like you're seeing yeah. with the banks and West Farmers as well. Um, I just wouldn't be chasing it up here. But hey, if you're so on it, wait, wait for a pullback. Is it? Is this one of those uh, blue chip stocks that they, if there's a big pullback, then you start to add them to your portfolio in the long term. Yeah, absolutely. You know, so uh, again, depending on when you got in, you yeah. know, obviously you hold if you've got it, um, but you'd have, I think $50 was the previous low there. So you'd want to watch that it doesn't break below 50. Yeah. Um, that would be my line in the sand, yeah. uh, but, or a buy level right. at, at that level. But okay. you know, look there, it's a dividend yield 2.7% fully franked, um, 30 times earnings multiple, Return on equity has been great, 21%, but the online presence is what's really kicked up as well. Yeah, so yeah. that's hmm. that's helping the, the company a lot uh, with their online re- sales. Right. But okay. s- certainly Bunnings, you can you know people have been rushing out to Bunnings and yeah. no, can't go overseas renovating. <laughs> so that's right. When you're around the house, um, so the partners start pointing things out to be fixed and. You've yes. got to get on the tools a bit, yeah, don't you, yeah, yeah. and go to Bunnings. Uh, Francesco, what do you think? Yeah, I'm with David. We're farmers? on a lightning on this stock. Um, you know, as you mentioned, we're up around the 30 times. Um, and I, we don't have any any growth in their earnings per share next year. Um, none? None at all. It's flat earnings um, and less than 10% the following year. So wow. if a stock could be trading like this size to be trading on 30 times, you'd want to see you know, some growth um, year on year out of it, number one. Um, you know, the retail division is the biggest. Uh, Bunnings, Officeworks, good good retailers. Yeah. Um, as you mentioned, everyone's been running out to Bunnings. <laughs> and, and, and as I mentioned earlier in program, you know, has that brought forward demand and, and then, you know, drained some demand, you know, down the track. So yeah. that concerns me a little bit. Um, although, you know, whilst Bunnings is not probably, um, you know, the preferred uh, hardware store for uh, tradesmen, uh, they'll probably still benefit on the back of potential increase in, you know, in, in construction a, a little bit there with, you know, um, government handouts and so on right. for, for, for um, uh, first home owners. Uh, ta- Kmart and Target have been basket cases ever s- well, who owned them yeah. before when Coles owned them. Um, uh, I think they're going to just narrow that down to one brand. Um, yep. So ta- Kmart looks like they're shutting Target stores. In the chemicals, energy and fertilizer division, they've moved, they're starting to move into a lot of rare earths. Um, so I think that's probably what's driven a little bit of excitement in the share price. Yep. Um, but again, I can't justify it up at these levels, so okay. I'd be like... So you're saying sell... Levels, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah. Again, you know, it depends on the investor. If it's a large self-managed super fund and they've had it for years, um, yeah, they're probably 
you know, taken it to a position where it's overweight, so I'd bring yeah. it back. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't exit it altogether. But if you, you know, if it's a small holding, yeah, exit altogether and find something that's a little okay. bit more attractive. All right. So no growth in Wes Farmers next year. No, that's what our analyst has got. Okay. Yeah, flat right. earnings. All right. Uh, let's go from uh, one end of the uh, of the market size to the other. Uh, <laughs> little green farmer. Uh, Damien wants a view on that. It's a cannabis medicinal uh, cannabis company. Um, just done a deal with um, for a national French medicinal cannabis trial. I've been appointed with a French partner over there. Um, what do you think? Is it pharma spelt with a PH or an F? Because <laughs> <laughs> they, 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 yeah, they, I know, um, they are, you know, involved in, you know, all the whole production process, so from yep. cultivation right through to, you know, manufacture, distribution and, and R&D. So um, it, it, I would just say that it's interesting, um, you know, it would be highly speculative in, in, yep. in my terms. Uh, we don't have a recommendation on it. Um, it only listed in uh, February last year, so it's hard to get a track record. Uh, yep. But share prices jumped quite a bit over the last sort of few months. Um, I, I haven't seen what sort of news flow has driven that, but it, yep. you mentioned uh, that they've signed a deal with the French. Has probably yep. driven it a bit, but you know, there's no there's no profits in the company as yet, so a long time from profitability, I think. Um, but it's interesting. Uh, okay. Yeah, that's all I'd say. All right, David. Yeah, look, I, I quite like this one. Um, yeah, I, I would have a, a small buy on it, you right. know, accumulate, because look, it, it's in the cannabis area, cannabis yeah. oil. And what had the share price jump last week recently was an announcement that they just announced the first commercial shipment shipment of cannabis oil to Germany. Right, okay. So, you know, this is a huge market, a European market, and yeah. plus, you know, the trials they're running with in France as well. Yep. Now they don't have much cash in the bank, so they're reliant on, um, you know, I was looking at their cash flow statement and, you know, government, uh, they got a government grant in the previous quarter of what, just under 1.6 million. So they had receipts of uh, 1.85 million, 1,860,000 actually. Um, then you take out the cost of manufacturing, etc., research developments about 1.3. Um, but their staff cost was about 800000 quite high, and admin mm. costs was 300000 So their cash flow negative, right. uh, with, but they reliant on the grant, okay? Now, it's got a market cap of about 100 and almost $140 million. Um, now, that's what shot the lights out on the... They've got a three-year deal, I think, to provide cannabis oil in Germany. Yep. Uh, but it's that expectation of expansion in the future, because you're talking... Yep. They're estimating by 2028 that there'll be, there's a market can grow as much as 7.7 .7 billion euros, mm. which is right. about 12.5 billion Aussie. Yep. So it's a huge market potential, and they're just getting their foot in the door. Yep. So I, I would definitely have this on the watch list. Um, you know, it's not investment grade right now, but certainly got some growth potential going forward. Okay. Um, and I'm not adverse to you know, putting a little bit of money into this and seeing how it develop goes. Okay. No, but they'll do a capital. That's interesting. They'll need to do a capital raising, no doubt about it. Um, to these, yeah. uh, this sector of the market, to Australian investors, sort of, do we not take it seriously enough? Do you reckon? I reckon. Look, I, I'm very bullish on this sector. I'm right. very bullish in the future. I think because it's easy well. to make jokes but, about yeah. hippie but, smoking yeah. weed and all that sort <laughs> of stuff. But there are there are a lot of companies that you shouldn't take seriously yeah, as yeah, well. Yeah. So no. you're right. The industry itself is 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 a serious part of the med, you know, the medicinal 
yep. you know, landscape, pharmaceutical yep. landscape. Um, but there are a lot of companies out there that are sort yeah. of, yeah, but this really not serious. This one looks good. Yeah. This one looks good because, like, you know, they're producing. They've actually got a market. They've just, uh, mm. you know, got their foot in the door in Europe. Yep. Um, so, you know, I, I don't mind this one. It's, uh, like I said, small cap. Uh, but, again, they're very low on on cash so yeah. at some point they're going to go to the market um, so that's what had the share price spike up and it was on good volume too yeah. last week but which you so. would worry me particularly when they just you know just listed they would yeah. have raised money on the listing why didn't they factor raise a bit in. factor a bit more and they're going to come back to investors for more right um, okay pretty quickly after yeah I, can't um, I don't know what they raised. Was it about 10 million? What was that? Do you know what the... Uh, um, 10 mil. Yeah. Yep. The, but look, they had quarterly sales revenue of 2.5 million or 2.45 million to be precise. Um, up unaudited, up 90% on the previous mm. quarter. Mm. Okay. Um, so, so they're you know, starting to ship. They're starting to ship. Yeah, so yeah. they sold, they shipped 12,500 unit sales in Australia. Mm. Okay. So that was up 50% on the previous quarter and they've been awarded a preliminary a primary sorry medicinal cannabis oil supplier role in the french government uh, yeah. medicinal cannabis trial and they did this first shipment to to oh, germany getting a bit of traction in in europe yeah and uh, new zealand too yeah. there's um so all right uh, uh, damien yeah. great suggestion thanks yeah. for sending that through to us um, David Helm wants a view on dicker data the uh the hardware software and cloud distributor um one of the the big distributors of um of computers and screens and have really ridden the the work from home mm -hmm. uh, boom haven't they as people set up their home office yeah look they've had some good growth numbers here i was just looking yeah. at their you know revenue growth is um for the nine months up uh, just under 14.9 percent profit before tax for the nine months up 28 percent so very good growth here. Um, so I, I, I don't mind this one as, at all. They, their profit uh, before tax for the six months was up 30%. So they're, they're getting some good revenue and they're very diversified. But the other thing I like, I really like about it is they've got a, they're offering a lot of different services here, yeah. you know, um, in the IT sector. And, um, you know, they're, they're um, yeah, it's a funny name, Dicker Data. Yeah. Well, no, named after, named the, after founder. the founder. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. sorry. <laughs> named right. after the founder. Yeah, I was wondering where they who, got that who name. Who is still very influential in the business, which I was think he's chairman, is he? Yeah, yeah. 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 Positive. But they've really got, um, you know, they've got hardware, sales, software, development, virtual services. Um, so they've got some very strong recurring revenue yep. here. And, um, you know, they've got some great opportunities to expand as well. So. You know, um, just are they on a pretty good yield as well? Um, so uh, given yield reasonable as uh, well. I'll just tell you in a minute. Um, didn't I think a couple of weeks notes. ago, um, Dicadata came up and it was seen as pr pretty good. But yeah. look at that uh, last two years share price from three percent fully. Three percent, okay, fully mm. franked. Um, Great from, trend. Yeah. yeah, from around that two dollar mark to twelve, it's had a good couple of years. Yeah. Um, so yes, at twelve bucks. Uh, I'd like to buy it on a pullback. I've got to right. say, I'd, okay. I'd love to put on. Yeah, it's just had such a nice, sharp rally here. So just for me, um, just yeah. Right. Look, I'd, I'd want to. You know, gosh, if it got back to about eleven dollars, that's a buy. Um, I can't see it going below ten based right. on the, the numbers here. Okay. At eleven dollars, um, you're in. I'm in. 
Okay, Francesca? Yeah, look, I, I suspect it's similar to the retailers and that, that some of this demand has been brought forward and that's yeah. where you see a bit of the growth in their earnings and, and obviously the share price. So I, we don't have a recommendation, but I'd be inclined to take a little bit of profit on right. it. Um, you're, you're looking at a company on a historical PE of 30 times. Um, you'd want to see a bit of earnings growth around the 15 to 20%, I would suspect, out of that. Um, I don't see that you know, over the next sort of 12 to 18 months, right. so I'd be a little bit concerned. Um, so look, without a recommendation on it, um, it's, it's hard for me to say, but um, I would say that the growth that we've seen in the share price has probably been a reflection of the, the growth in earnings that have been brought forward, and I think that might taper off. Okay. All right. And our final stock, thank you for that, Helen, on Dicadata. Charles wants a view, Francesco, on Zero, the big, um, uh, the big um, bookkeeping accounting software group, mainly t- targeted at uh, small business customers. Uh, phenomenal return over the last five years. Share price up 800% in five years, mm. which is pretty extraordinary. And now they're expanding into the, uh, into the United States as well. Well, the question is how much more is in it um, yeah, if they get traction in the US. I mean, the big thing with uh, Zero uh, when it initially came about was that, you know, well, it's, it's, it's in the cloud. So it's an accounting yep. software package that um, is cloud-based. Um, I suspect that, you know, a lot of the other accounting software packages are now cloud-based anyway. Mm. So, you know, I don't know what the differentiating factors in the package are that would attract someone away. Because you're looking at small to medium-sized enterprises that that use this type of accounting software. Um, You know, it's a big change for them to to move off one software package to another. So there's got to be some sort of driving force there. Uh, We have a light and recommendation on it, um, mainly based upon... Um, you know, relative sales uh, on an enterprise value to sales multiple, not on yeah. a PE. The PE is just unreadable. It's 300 times earnings, yeah. which to me is um, somewhat ridiculous. Because um, no they've spent a lot of years reinvesting back into the business. Of course. And, you know, yeah. it, 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 in the early stages in development, and a lot yeah. of these types of companies have to. And, and yeah. you know, the PEs just generally aren't really um, you know recognizable um, but you've got to get to a point where at some point you know you've got to trade like a normal business yeah. um, maybe we're not there yet there's no dividends in it um, but um, you know there, there are comparables out there that you know really the, the differentiating factors I think on them are declining so okay. I'd say lighten it. David? Yeah look it's um, this is not a buy uh, at all um, look uh, it's extraordinary, actually. I, I think the fact that it's trading at these multiples blows me away. I don't know why. I mean, yeah, look, they've had strong revenue growth, mm. but on the multiples, it's this is um, you know, um, it's two and a half million customers, though, subscribers. Yeah, but and it's a it's a really uh, a, set, a SaaS company, is it? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen the profit though? You know. Yeah. It's, what, what do you think the profit is on a company like this? And, and the the market cap of this company is what? Um, 19 billion, just under yep. 19 billion. Yep. Uh, what is the the, uh, the last profit? I e- think I saw. EBITDA is 100 because it's a, a new. It originates out of New Zealand. 121 million. Yeah. So you work yep. out the mul- earnings multiple on that. Yeah. Uh, you know, look, no dividend. Um, yeah, strong earnings growth. But out, out of 14 brokers, the medium target price is just under 114. 
So wow. it's well above and that. And it's 150 now. Uh, well, whatever. Oh, 132. 132, Sorry, yeah. So, you know, it's well above the 14 brokers okay. uh, average medium price. And, you know, so to me, it's just like, yeah, way too expensive. I'd be a seller okay. up here. Yeah, if you'd ridden it up. All right. Let's um, check the final five stocks. Uh, Viva Leisure, uh, a yes from Francesco, a no from David. Uh, Wes Farmers, a hold from David. Uh, Francesco would be taking some profits at these levels. It's had a great run up. Uh, Little Green Farmer, um, a no from Francesco. Um, David's watching it and would start accumulating it. Likes the story of, of this medicinal uh, cannabis company. Um, Dicker Data, take some profits from, um, uh, from Francesco. Uh, David likes it, not at this price. Uh, if it dropped back to around 11 bucks, then he'd be looking at buying and a no and take some profits on zero from that both as well. Francesco Distratus from Oh, it's good to see you, mate. Thank David, you for likewise. In. David Novak from Altwise Education, good to see you. You too, thank see you. See you next time. Um, we have a lot, that's our show for today. If you've got any stocks you want us to put to our expert panel, email us at osbiz.com.au, uh, the call at osbiz.com.au, or if you want to suggest via Twitter, use the at TV handle. A reminder, if you want to check all the stocks in the calls portfolio, head to osbiz.co forward slash portfolio. Um, a quick note from us here at Osbiz, we're doing a survey of subscribers to learn more about you and make sure we're producing the sort of content you want. Take you to all those people who have filled in the survey. It's been a huge number, which is fabulous. So join them. Uh, it's open until the 10th of February. And um, if you fill in the survey, you'll go into a draw. Two people will win a $2,000 superhero account. And uh, don't forget to tune in to the Startup Daily Show between 2 and 3 this afternoon. All the companies um, that are looking for uh, capital or starting up. Nicole TJ from Travis uh, will be joining the team as she looks to find seed funding for her travel social media platform. That's coming up on the Startup Daily Show. A lot ahead this afternoon on Ausbiz. You don't want to miss a moment of it. More after the break. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.